Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I'm your host, Joey Burgoyne. And joining me this morning is Bob Eckert. He's the executive director of the Lutz Children's Museum in Manchester. And it's not just a traditional museum. It's for the family. There's exhibits, but there's animals. And it's home to one of Connecticut's, you know, statesmen, I guess, if you will, with Groundhog Day coming, Chuckles the Groundhog. Bob, thank you for joining me this morning. And how you doing? Thanks, Joey. We're uh, really glad to be with you today. So, you know, people might not know about the Lutz Children's Museum. Give me a little history and some tidbits of knowledge that people might not know about it and that you really want to enforce to the public. Well, it's a really fabulous place. It's been around for 60 years, um, located right near downtown Manchester, and it's a place for families and uh, children to come and learn together. We have uh, hands-on exhibits, live animals, classes, concerts, events, um, all uh, about history, natural sciences, and fine and performing arts. So if your children are between the ages of 2 and 10, um, this is the place to come and learn and play together. And that's one of the things, you know, you know, the title museum is there, but it's not your traditional stuffy, you got to be quiet museum. It's, it's a hands-on place. Definitely. We, we definitely are a museum. A museum, by definition, has a collection that it uses for educational purposes. And we do have a collection of artifacts, and we do have a live collection of animals. Uh, but what's different is, as you said, we are intended for children. And um, instead of don't touch, we are completely please touch. <laughs> so uh, when we take out an artifact or a live animal, uh, we want kids to be able to touch it and ask questions and learn from it. And that's the, you know, with the, you have the outdoor nature center where people can witness and understand a little bit more about the animals that we run into every day. So you can see it, touch it and learn about it, which is great. That's right. We have a nature center that's about a mile down the road, 52 acres of land, and we have another building there where we do outdoor education. Uh, it's a great place for an easy hike for a family. It's got a pond and a covered bridge. Uh, sometimes we do uh, organized programs there and summer camps uh, so um, families can come and visit together or kids can sign up for uh, a, a program. And I'm assuming you do birthday parties and events like that for families. We do. We have birthday parties at the museum. We have concerts. Uh, we do family-oriented trips, like uh, we go to the Bronx Zoo. We go to the Statue of Liberty. Um, we have a newsletter uh, that's on our website. That's uh, www.lutzmuseum.org. And um, we post things happening on a regular basis, but um, always a good place to visit if you have young children, maybe with school vacations coming up uh, over February vacation, or if you have uh, visitors coming from out of state, this would be the place to visit with young children. And that's the thing, you know, this time of the year, you never know what Mother Nature is going to do, but if you, <laughs> you run into one of those unexpected snow days and the roads clear up in the afternoon, you can grab the family and head out there and we'll say continue the education even though school's not going on. 
Well, that's true. We do follow the Manchester Public Schools. So if the Manchester Public Schools are closed, we are too. Okay. Um, but um, if uh, it's a half day from school or a school vacation day, uh, you definitely want to visit. And I mean, it, the mu- it's a cheap admission. We're not talking about hundreds of dollars in memberships. We're not going to the, the Met or anything like that. It's a cheap me- you know, entrance fee to get in and you can spend some time there and learn as a family. Oh my gosh, shocking. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it is very reasonable, and, uh, you know, kids uh, uh, are very creative. They meet friends here and uh, have a good time. It's not a big place, which means that it's safe and accessible, uh, so parents can relax a little bit uh, and not worry about their, their kids. Um, of course, we want parents engaged with their children, but uh, this is a place where kids can explore and uh, learn uh, safely. And... Um, there's always something different going on every day. So uh, even if you come regularly, you see uh, something different. And now the museum's been there a while. What are some of the changes if, you know, someone went a few years ago that are going to go either this weekend or looking into the summer of going, what's changed recently in the museum? Because like I said, it is a museum, so there are collections. Right. The neat thing about the museum, it's been around for 60 years and generations have come. So uh, kids that grew up here are now coming back with their children and their grandchildren. Um, and sometimes they're shocked by, by how much things have changed. Uh, the one thing that hasn't changed is our mission. It's always been hands-on learning opportunities for young children. Uh, but we're always building a new exhibit or offering a new class or uh, expanding to deliver services to uh, more schools and libraries across the state. The big news this year is is that our our very popular animal program is expanding. So uh, the room that it's in will more than double in size. That'll allow us to have more live animals and more educational interaction um, about the animals where you'll learn about their natural habitats and uh, how they survive in the wild. And stuff like that is something the kids can walk away with with an understanding and apply it to real life. Absolutely. We, we uh, as adults, tend to underestimate kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're brilliant and they're sponges. Yes, they absorb and- it. You know, I have, I have three boys. My twins are 11. My little guy's eight. And the, they take away things that you didn't even think of they would take away. And it's just amazing to see that. We learn from them every day. So uh, the neat thing about our classes is that they are student-driven. So we're prepared. Uh, I'll tell you a story that uh, one of our educators uh, told me one day. She said, when we go into a class that's an hour long, she said, I've prepared seven hours of material. (laughs) I said, why is that? She said, well, today I'm teaching about weather, and we're going to stick on topic with weather. But if the kids want to spend the entire hour talking about hurricanes, I can do that. If they want to talk the entire hour about tornadoes or blizzards, I can do that. So um, it, it is directed by kids, and what we're trying to teach them is that love of learning, yes. that uh, thirst for more knowledge. And because they're young and this may be their first experience with formal education, we want to show them that learning is fun and um, that uh, we respect their intellect, and uh, we're going to dive into an interesting subject and learn a whole lot about it together. And that's one thing I think, you know, as as ironic as it is, as information's become easier and easier to get with the advancements of the internet and stuff like that, people don't do it enough anymore. You know, like if my kids have a question about something I don't know, well, there's so many different ways to find an answer to that question. You know, you're right. We we all go to Google. Um, but we think the best way to learn is by doing. Yes. So we'll give kids, uh, you know, an artifact or something, and and we actually do 
something together and, and learn from it. So, for example, we might wade out into the pond at the Nature Center and take a water sample and go back and look at it under a microscope. Um, we might um, take out some colonial candlestick makers and uh, make candles the way they did in the colonial uh, period. Um, and by doing that, we're learning how people lived in a different time period, or we're learning about the life that's under the pond that we didn't see. And, you know, some of that you can, you can read about, but you don't really understand it until you do it and you see it for yourself. No, and I think, you know, the advancements of the internet, that's one of those things, okay, start here, but go do it. Because once you're doing it, you'll understand so much more. And I mean, I've done woodworking for years now and the kids are starting to pick up on it and simple things like there was one of them questioned, well, how old do you know a tree? How, how old is a tree? How can you find out? And well, let's go in the backyard and grab a log and look at the rings. You know, you can look at it online, but until you actually physically get out there and look at it and understand the different rings and the different colors and the different widths of, okay, and why is this ring wider than this ring? Or why is this ring darker? And this one's got a little odd shape because there's probably a branch there at some point. They absorb all that and they'll bring it up at the most random time, of course. <laughs> but well, you know, your son will remember that forever. Uh, it's, it's what you learned uh, together hands-on. It's, it's uh, quality time for parent and child together. You're learning together. Um, and by doing, um, you've cemented that knowledge. It's something that they will never forget. And that's something where, you know, going to the Lutz Children's Museum, like I said, they're hands-on, they're doing, they're learning about these different either exhibits or artifacts or animals by actually witnessing it in real time in front of them. And that's pretty cool. That's true. And, you know, sometimes as, as adults, we see kids playing and we don't realize just how much they're learning. Yes. Everything we do at the museum is has an educational purpose embedded. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, little kids play. That's what they do. That's their job. Yes. Uh, so we, we make sure that that play includes educational experiences. So uh, as adults, we have to step back and realize that although they are playing, um, they are learning an awful lot uh, about the content and uh, the social environment that they're in. Uh, they're learning to be in a formal education environment. And we'll take a tangent, but on the same topic of learning. And one thing they can learn about is chuckles. Absolutely. Chuckles <laughs> is uh, our resident celebrity. I don't know if you knew this, but the uh, official Connecticut State Groundhog lives at the Lutch Children's Museum in Manchester. You know, that's pretty cool. It is. It is. Um, you know, I get to come to work every day <laughs> and um, and spend time with a celebrity. Yeah. Um, and he's going to have his big day soon. Yeah, well, this is a she. Or she, yes. Uh, Chuckles the 10th. Um, and um, on Sunday, February 2nd, is Groundhog Day. And um, I know that other people know about a different groundhog that lives in a different state. Yeah, um, we don't. Yeah, we don't know that. No, we don't want to mention that one because <laughs> we have um, our own. <laughs> well, I don't live in that other state. No, uh, I'm only interested in the weather in Connecticut. And if you want to know what the weather's going to be in Connecticut, you ask Connecticut's groundhog. Mm -hmm. uh, so early that morning at sunrise, Chuckles goes outside and she looks for her shadow. And she comes back inside where there are hundreds of people gathered and the media and uh, elected officials. And there's something very special in Manchester. When you are elected mayor of Manchester, you are magically endowed with the ability to speak Groundhog. Really? It's true. Uh, so uh, every mayor of Manchester has been able to translate for the Groundhog. So she comes inside and she whispers in the mayor's ear and tells him whether or not she saw her shadow. 
and uh, then the mayor makes a proclamation whether there'll be a, a long winter or an early spring in Connecticut. And with growing up in Connecticut, we've, we've had both of them. So Chuckles comes in very handy. Absolutely. And uh, she's got a 100% accuracy rating. Uh, Chuckles has never been wrong. And um, we expect that she'll be right again this year. She's been working very hard, um, mostly during the day you see her sleeping. But I think that's because at night she's up with, you know, satellite images and, you know, uh, her, her Doppler radar and all the high tech, uh, um, you know, equipment that a groundhog would need to make an accurate prediction. This is one of those things, you know, Jay Moran, the mayor of Manchester, didn't discuss with us at the road race. I'm going to have to bug him about that. I didn't know he was endowed to this. You know, Mayor Moran, I think, really enjoys uh, this uh, part of his job, and uh, he's great at it. And um, I feel bad for him because we get him up at about 5 (laughs) o'clock in the morning to come do this, but he does it every year, and um, I think he enjoys it as much as we do. When when you walk in and you see hundreds of little kids waiting anxiously to meet the groundhog, how can you not have a good time? No, that's that's a special thing. And like you said, it's not everywhere you can go that being – such presence of a celebrity as Chuckles, that's whew, that's saying something. It's pretty awe-inspiring, I got to tell you. And this year, you know, we're, we're fast approaching February 2nd, so there's no reason why someone shouldn't get out there this year. I mean, it's going to be on a Sunday on top of it, so there's really no excuse. You can't say I have to work. You can get out to the Let's Children Museum February 2nd, Groundhog Day, and witness something that every resident in the state of Connecticut should witness at least 10 times. It is one of those things that, you know, is on everyone's bucket list. You've got to meet Connecticut Chuckles and see the prediction live. Uh, Everyone's invited. It is uh, free to the public. We open at 6 a.m. on uh, Sunday, February 2nd, and uh, the Groundhog makes her prediction just before 7 a.m. Well, that's excellent. Again, joining me this morning is Bob Eckert. He's the executive director of the Lutz Children's Museum in Manchester. So many things going on. It's a year-round thing. There's no reason why anyone can't get out there. It's easy to get to in Manchester off, was that 384? There's no reason why people should not get out there and visit anything. Bob, now, you've been at the museum for a while. I have been here so long, uh, (laughs) I've lost count. I actually started as a teenage volunteer at 14 years old. Um, and then went away and went to college and had a family and uh, moved across the country and then back and uh, been in this position as executive director for about 20 years. So now I'm, I'm, we'll say I'm coming out with the family in a couple weeks. What's the one hidden gem in your mind that every family should pay attention to but n- misses sometimes? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, definitely check out the newsletter online because uh, there are free classes, so you might want to plan your trip around that. Uh, for instance, we have a resident puppeteer. Uh, we have a resident uh, fine artist. We have a resident uh, musician, and they all offer classes at the museum. So you might want to check that schedule and uh, jump in on a free class because that really uh, makes the experience great. The other thing is you mentioned memberships in passing. You can pay admission to come into the museum, but we have a reciprocal membership that includes free or reduced admission at children's museums and science centers across the country. If you like to visit museums and science centers, uh, it's a great investment, and uh, it means that you can go to a different museum every day of the week and wherever you are in the country in the U.S. or Canada. That's a win-win. 
it really is. I have one, and you know, if you're in Boston for the day, or New York, or San Francisco, or Toronto, uh, there's always a, a great museum, and you show your membership card from the Lutch Children's Museum. And depending on the organization, some of them are completely free, or some are half price. You can't go wrong with that. And if people want more information, LutzMuseum.org. Bob, I appreciate you joining me this morning, and let's hope Chuckle. I'm a snow guy, so let's hope Chuckles brings us more snow this winter. I have no influence over the groundhog. I just uh, call him as I see him. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, sir. I appreciate you coming on this morning, and you have a great day. Uh, Thank you very much for calling. All right, that was Bob Eckhart, the executive director of the Lutch Children's Museum in Manchester. And if you have anything in museums, in this case, events, community events that you want to, you know, feature on the show, you can email me at WTICcomments at entercom.com. And remember, great things happen at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.